I'm Tucker Peabot, and welcome to Thundercast. This week on Thundercast, I'm in the booth with two administrators from the elementary and middle schools talking about safety in schools. Today, I'm joined by Principal Patrick Alt of the Middle School and Principal Sharon Apps of the Elementary School. Good afternoon, lady and gent. Could I just uh, start things off by um, having you guys each give me a brief rundown of your role here at Eastern, um, how long you've been uh, at your careers, and stuff of that nature? Sure. Let me go first. Either, sure. of, you, either yeah. of you can go, go first. Go for it, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. been at the middle <laughs> school uh, not quite a year yet. I started uh, June, July. Um, I, I've wanted to be at Eastern for a long time. Uh, you know, my wife is... Uh, in her 18th year, mm-hmm. and I'm in my 18th year of education as well. But yeah, just a middle school principal. Boy, uh, when I think about you know procedural type stuff, I, I'm a culture and climate guy. I, I like to to try to keep morale up, you know, within the building the best I can. I advocate for the teacher, I advocate for the students. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out and about a lot. Um, I don't camp out in my office. Sure. A lot of people talking to you. you, Yeah. You're talking to a lot of people. And and Sharon snickered because we we do observations and sometimes we do get locked down to meetings and and to lighting these observations up. But but I adore my job. I work with great people like Sharon. Sharon's been really good to me this year, showing me the ropes on my first year here. Mm -hmm. And that's probably enough about me. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you know, one thing, where would you come from before now? Sure. Sure. Good question. Uh, I taught physical education and health uh, at the elementary level, K through six, for 13 years. And uh, I spent uh, just short of three and a half years as an assistant principal at Owen Valley Middle School. Oh, cool. And um, moved on to a little little over a semester at Patricksburg Elementary, which is an elementary in Owen County. Okay. And so, yeah, starting this year here, uh, here in two weeks, I'll have year 18 licked. Yeah. Year's almost out. I have been at Eastern Green since 1991. Um, I started my career actually in Evansville, that I taught um, a primary emotionally handicapped special ed classroom for several years. Moved up to IU to become a full-time student, which was wonderful. That's a luxury that not everyone gets to participate in. And then I worked with infants and toddlers who had special needs and and the mothers. And then I took a few years off to have children and, and did a few other things. But when I started back, I was at the university preschool special needs preschool and that was my first foot in the door back into public school that was in 1990 I finally got in to to Eastern Green just like Patrick said that I I first walked into this building in 1983 met people for a purpose that was having to do with infants and toddlers and I knew I wanted to be in this building awesome it it took until 91 to get here Mm -hmm. but um, made it and and you've been a long-time yeah, administrator ever since? Well, no, I was special ed until oh, 2005. Cool. So I taught special ed, and I was an instructional coach for two years. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that, it was a big grant program that we wrote and got um, to work on literacy mm-hmm. instruction. But 2005, switch over to admin. So I was assistant principal for about two years, and 2007 became principal. Mm-hmm. So you both have been in in and around the administration, education administration, for a, a good number of times. Mrs. Apps maybe a little bit longer than you. Um, I'm a little grayer than Patrick. Sure. <laughs> Almost five years, I guess. Huh? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm pretty gray when it grows out. <laughs> yeah, especially dealing with middle schoolers all day. I, mean, I don't know. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. It's a good age. Cool. Middle schoolers. Yeah, they're fun. So... 
In regards to school safety, how have you seen that change over your respective uh, careers in and around schools? Um, whether that's as a teacher, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you working as a health PE teacher, and mm-hmm. um, you know, as a special needs, how have have you seen sort of that aspect of school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, schools and school safety and schools, um, you know, sort of being bigger presences as far as security goes mm-hmm. in in student life. Uh, how have you seen that change? Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, and, and Sharon could probably speak to this better than me, honestly, but, and I started in 2000, and um, in 2000, I think your only schools that, that had SROs, uh, your student resource officers or a policeman, were your, were your, your bigger, more inner city schools. Over time, uh, safety in schools has gone sort of from, um, you know, keeping every, keeping everybody safe, getting everybody where they need to be, um, keeping communication with the central office to more of what's been happening in the past uh, in the past decade and a half, uh, or almost twenty years now um, of of active shooters in buildings. Um, Mrs. Epps, you were talking about uh, Sandy Hook being the first incident where it was somebody not from the school. And that was also an elementary school setting. Yes. That that changed my thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From? I think I, I think I was in denial that it could ever happen in elementary. And so that when it did, and I heard the description of the events of that day, I could visualize where every single person was in that building. I knew they, where the principal was. I knew where mm-hmm. everybody yeah. was, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became very real. Uh-huh. I think I could, I managed to stay in deep denial about the high school shootings. I, I thought I was the only one that did that kind of thing. Sharon. <laughs> I, Just I, thinking um, about... I, yeah, a lot of people don't realize when, uh, when these things happen, even in other countries, how, how, how we process it. It's terrible. As administrators and also oh. as... Well, and we also think, though, too, as administrators, what would what would we do? Mm-hmm. What are the different scenarios? Um, we've had that talk this year. Yeah, we've had it. Yeah, a lot. It happens a lot in, in our, each of our offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you you think about what needs to be done, um, you know, from school to school, um, but. What really do you think? What do you really think is at the root of why these, um, why, why this violence in schools has has begun happening more and more? We can talk about how, you know, how people have become you know, getting more disconnected. But but truly, for you guys, how do you think, um, uh, you know, kids are affected or uh, adults are affected in a way that would cause them to act, you know, mm-hmm. carry out something like this? I always ask myself that. I I don't know. I I you know I. In my mind, you know, and, and I actually after Monday I'll be um, certified as a as a safety school specialist. Um, I I do think, again, uh, a lot of it is um, is our access to the web, the freedoms that we have here in the U.S. and access to um, weapons. Access to I like that access to weapons as well. Mental health. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I think about my first destination where I taught for 13 years. We had four elementaries. We went from four counselors to three counselors to two to one that, that served all four. You know, yeah. And so, you know, budgets and and drive some of that as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, we we need counselors in the schools full time, mm-hmm. all over the U.S. rural. Uh, suburban, or it doesn't matter. A mental health therapist. Agreed, yeah. agreed. And uh, I, I think we are going to get to a point where you you see that 
no matter what the budget is. Mm -hmm. um, because counselors can can only go so far. You know, I mean, you, you, you have a counselor who's, yes, you know, stretched between several schools. Here, we're lucky enough where our counselor is really accessible to a lot of the students, partially because of, you know, it's a, it's a small uh, high school. Our, you know, Miss Willie, at least in the high school, is, is accessible to all 400 students mm -hmm. um, if they need to talk to her. But, but definitely, do you think that um, sort of this reduction of counselors may be a direct maybe maybe uh resulting in stuff like this um, I, I really yeah right. i think that just it's general mental health in the community it's also because there have been so many shootings it's not rare anymore uh it's almost oh there's another one uh -huh. and i'm afraid that it's become way too commonplace yeah. So that that scares me that you, it is and i it, some i think maybe trying to go out for their little bit of glory except that they uh -huh. probably won't be alive to to enjoy their I, yeah. I say enjoy in in quotations yeah but do you and do you think that that's maybe part of the problem with the with the national uh you know look at at school violence you know it's so commonplace right now that it's almost becoming normalized you think of the any student that was in school when Columbine happened is now graduated and in, in, in the workforce probably out of college too. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's? I don't think I don't think it's 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 becoming normalized. The emphasis. I mean, I sat with with four hundred other um, teachers and administrators and counselors uh, for the for the safety specialist training two full days in Indianapolis. I passed ten testing modules and I have to go back on Monday. Mm -hmm. We are learning a lot of good stuff. I look at from three ring binders to, to our plans we have hanging on the walls to the discussions we have um, administratively and in our faculty meetings, becoming the safety specialist uh, certified. We're working hard, but I, I don't think normalized. No, I don't think so. I, what do you think, Sharon? Well, I think it's becoming too common so that it's not doesn't have the shock value but what at the elementary level we've got the luxury of working really preventively mm -hmm. so we're watching our kindergartners not being able to handle little conflicts with each other we're spending a lot of time and we're going to spend a lot more time next year it's going to be a real focus from our preschoolers on up on how do we handle little conflicts you don't you don't automatically slug them. There are other things to do. Yes. Um, and we're, as I said, um, and I think that may be part of what's going on too, is that children are going through the different stages of, of school, of growing up without learning how to resolve conflicts. Mm -hmm. I spend time with parents helping them resolve conflicts. <laughs> and so I think that may be part of it too, that if I don't know how to use words mm -hmm. or problem solving, I'm going to hit you or I'm going to get out something to shoot you or and that's the extreme yeah. version of oh. course but I that's my that, concern that's, how, that's my concern that's is that it. we that when I'm looking at the young children that we're really working hard to figure out how to teach them sure how to resolve issues uh -huh. and it's interesting that we just I I have an IU researcher who's going to spend the year with us next year she's working on her um, dissertation and that's exactly what her topic is she's going to work with kindergarten and fourth grade comparing how they are learning mm -hmm. conflict resolution language conflict so, resolution yeah that's how, good how do I just that that child he didn't really mean to step on my toe so I don't have to slug him uh-huh 
it was an accident. You know, there's there's some of that forgiveness or acceptance or are thinking the best of each other that really they weren't out to get me. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'll, I'll piggyback off that, Tucker, with uh, I think, I mean, I'll just come right out and say it, we, we test a lot, even at the, the younger age. We talk about life skills, we talk about social skills. Um, you know, two things that, that are lost today, in my opinion, are, are, are compassion and empathy. And I think when we get back to the root, to, to, to teaching that, um, and I think we do, but there's only so much time in the day and so many resources out there. Sure. But we get back to those life skills, those social skills, and really get back to that compassion and empathy from the kindergarten and first grade mm-hmm. all the way up. Mm-hmm. And, and and I do think some of this stuff will stop happening. Yeah. I really do. I hope. With On its own or, or as, as people start to learn, do you think there will be any any moment when there's drastic change happening, happening at one point when... If it doesn't, I don't want to share, I don't want to put words in her mouth. I think if this does not improve, I think if, if this does become commonplace or, you know, normalized, whatever, you know, term you want to use, if the frequency, these shootings keep happening, yeah. there's going to be a reform. Uh-huh. There, there has to be at the federal level. And I think you'll see that if, if it continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of reform, for instance, do you think that is gun reform, school reform, education? Not, not gun reform, but just education and school in general. Uh-huh. And that might be putting more counselors and more mental health folks in buildings. Sure. I don't know how it would look, but this can't keep happening. Yeah. You know, Bottom line. Sure. Because I think at the national level, if we can't start saying nationally from the leaders that having guns everywhere is wrong that I don't think there's going to be a change and, and, I would agree. and that's and I, I feel very strongly about that yeah. but but getting back to it um, you talk about reform of some sort on the national and the federal level mm-hmm. that's what a lot of the actual student activism right now right. is is Agreed. going for yes mm-hmm. you know you have um, people, WRV did some nice stuff yeah recently. WRV did really some nice stuff recently with their convocation and and there's, you know, student. I, I heard uh, in Bloomington uh, two weeks ago there was a student-run um, walkout. Um, they walked downtown to the courthouse and uh, the park there. And how effective do you think that is? You know, student activism and, on the whole, people, mm-hmm. you know, really opening conversations about oh, this sort of thing. I think it's fantastic if it's done right. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, Brown County just organized one as well. Um, the superintendent, Laura Hammock, there uh, sent just a very nice email to all parents saying, hey, this is what we're doing, and, and, and we're doing this to, to, um, to prevent a, a walkout that would, it would kind of mess the day up. So they made more of a celebration out of it, kind of like sure. WRV did. I think, I think if you do it the right way, like, like Brown County, Monroe County, um, WRV, uh, if you do it the right way, it, it brings the awareness to the forefront. I mean, you, your kids are our future. And, yeah. and, and when when you know that we're there, I mean, we bust all of you guys sure. over there. And, and everybody gets together. And this is happening in many, many states. The awareness. And, and then I think, honestly, um, you're going to have people come to the forefront. It, it's, it's like the, the, the bully, the whole bully situation. Okay, um, Johnny's getting bullied. A, a lot of times we don't know or we can't see, but somebody will anonymously let us know. 
Okay, so I think when you get the awareness up, you're going to have that same effect. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, um, you guys don't know this because it hasn't been public, but but this kid's planning this. And um, so I think this is a good thing that, mm -hmm. the, that the high schoolers are doing, if it's done right and planned. Yeah. Well, I think just the student activism is fabulous. It makes me so proud watching the kids doing this and it, um, educating mm -hmm. yourselves and getting ready to vote. When you turn 18, you show up in the polls. And that's that's the part that I think is the most one of the most powerful steps that I've seen out of this. Um, getting kids registered to vote. And um, and I think that may have been part of the reason we've, we've got some a mess now, that there's been so much apathy. Well, okay, you guys are now motivated. Yeah. And I don't want that to stop. Yeah. Please keep up with the keep student. that but I but mean keep it up and and but make sure that um, everybody get your friends out to vote as soon as you turn 18 mm -hmm. show up at the it. polls yeah and be an educated voter yeah and I strongly suggest any any of age listener who is listening yeah do do go register to vote there are uh, primaries coming up next week in the midterm this fall voting is definitely important probably maybe it might be the most um, the most change one can do voting for those that can implement change that that needs to happen in uh, schools. Politicians are looking in on this on this issue with gravity. You know, there there are act there's walkouts, there's marches, there's activism about this issue. Meaning, the people see it as a very important issue, and administrators too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, doing stuff about that in the in their own schools, SROs, um, and and training like like you, you like you did, Mr. Alt. What do you think is the most the best thing that they can be doing for schools? in order to improve that? Give us more dollars, um, honestly. Um, it's dollars and promoting education, mm -hmm. public schools in a positive light. I like uh, that. Um, mm -hmm. The dollars are definitely important. Yeah. To make sure that we can have adequate size classes, kids do get the attention they need, that, that we can offer. It, it, what Eastern Green offers kids programmically is amazing. What classes you guys have over here at the high school with all the AP and this media club and um, this, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of good things that going on in elementary and, and middle school that we do get the arts, we do get some PE, but it's really skimpy. Mm -hmm. And so finding those passions for kids, find, finding a place for them Finding a place that, that that's one of my concerns, my grandkids now. Where's their place? Are they going to be music? Are they going to go athletic? Are they going to go? And they need to have equal. They need to have, they need um, places where all kids can settle into their um, interest levels and feel a part of the community. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've always thought, and I've said this for years, and I hope I say it the right way, a kid that has their niche, it, it, some kids, you guys do the, this media podcast deal and you have your kids that play sports and you have your kids that are involved in this club you might I worked at a grocery store for five years for four of those years being ninth grade through 12th grade in, in, in high school it if a kid feels like they belong to something good I'm just gonna say good it's a simple <laughs> word and, and positive those aren't the kids that that are are harming others in schools yeah, it just doesn't work like that. So the funding helps. So, correct. Helps make mm -hmm. sure that we can provide programming th to meet 
the well, interests it, and needs of that's exactly a, a wider range of kids. And it, talk, and, it, and it targets apathy, coming back to that word that we were talking about earlier. I mean, when you think about it, if students have their outlet and their creative outlet and something that they can pour, something that they love that they can do, sports, you know, media, stage, band, anything like that, um, then that really targets, that, that's something that schools do that they care about and that they feel that the school cares about them in that way because they supply all of the, all of these resources and stuff like that. Do you think that's do you think that's the way? Do you think that's the way to 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 go to to target uh, and put the dollars there rather than in security or in um, you know a, a increased mixture. enforcement? Yeah, I, I think a mixture. Um, I do I do think security needs beefed up nationwide. I mean, because of these events that are happening. Because of these events that are happening. That's why we're sitting here talking. But I also think dollars for not just just counselors, but even bringing outside mental health folks in uh, that we might need. I just heard about some school that I think was in Baltimore um, that they had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on security um, and it wasn't helping. And a new principal came in and tried a whole new thing, pulled, used that money instead of save some out for security and put the rest into the arts. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete turnaround. Well, suddenly kids have something to grasp onto, to grasp onto, to, to, be, to. Um, to, to do, create, and then also have a group of kids, like-minded kids and adults. A circle they, of friends. A circle of friends. Mm-hmm. That um, care. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, so I think it's incredibly important for everybody to have some, some place, mm-hmm. whether it's kindergarten or senior, that they've got to have a place where they belong and they feel a yeah. part of. I'll be talking to Scott uh, Carmichael soon about opportunities. You know, Think about what we have to offer here. It's really amazing, as rural as we are, mm-hmm. sports to so many music activities to this media that you're doing um, to all the clubs it blows me away. We need to get more clubs at the at the middle school level. To mm-hmm. be honest, I mean, what, what what am I missing? I mean, there's that's yeah. There's so many different outlets here. But um, we need more. Like I want to get robotics going. Yeah, yeah, well, and you can always always add STEM robotics. I, I want to say there's 30 or 40 kids at Owen Valley High School that that do the whole STEM robotics thing. They they. It's called Sea Perch, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know where I'm going with that. Sure. So, Were you in the group that did Sea Perch? Yeah, one year in fourth, thing, grade? fourth grade. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's neat. I mean, uh-huh. I've seen that a lot. You know? We didn't have a swimming pool to practice. <laughs> I, I've seen the pool with the, the the bot end, so it's. But but I'm, I'm with Sharon. I, I think if 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 every child can kind of find, um, I always say their niche or niche, whatever you want to pronounce it, and, and feel like they belong in a group cares. Um, that's where it's at mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. And really in the past, uh, you know, going away from, you know, school shootings and, and all that stuff, really in the past 20 years, um, I, I know this kind of just from talking to my, you know, to my mom and other other older people, schools have really become more open. You know, you don't see people, you know, you see the stereotypical 80s movie where the band the band geek gets his head you know shoved in a toilet or something you don't see that anymore you see you see a lot of band kids you know they're they're, they're cool they're in school yeah they're cool they do those cool things on the field and you know um there's a lot of mutual respect for a lot a, a lot more than it, than there used to be in schools um do you see that lately tucker do you see that at the high school i i was reading an article that said just in the past year and a half two years that high schoolers ha- have 
age kids, your age, juniors and seniors specifically, have banded together more because of this stuff that's happening with the shootings? That's interesting that it, that it's interesting that it would be a result of that. I'm not sure how how I'd, I'd have to think about that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's because of that. Being I'd more accepting, I guess. Being more accepting. Yeah. Well, well, and what do you and what do you think about that? Do you think that due to these these atrocities, let's say, happening in schools, maybe it's just an inherent um, way that that kids sort of draw together. After Columbine, there was the uh, Columbine Strong, something like that. You know, they all entered the you know entered the building after a, a week or so. You know, with the same T-shirt and something like that, kind of united. And um, at at Stoneman Douglas recently in 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 Parkland, Florida, um, you know, there's been even more even more stuff organized with that people coming together and having debate, for instance. But also, you know, they. They really kind of take a look back, take a, take a step back, and they look maybe at how they've been treating people, mm-hmm. how, how or how they've been treated, and I think that's really fostered a lot of discussion. I think that's interesting to think about, Miss Abbs. Well, I was thinking too of just listening to um, the students from from Parkland who who stated how um, they were trying to take care of each other. They didn't condemn the, the student who came in to do the shooting. Um, I, and I think because they have been so articulate and with their pushing for taking care of each other, accepting each other, that's also helped on the national scene. And that's, it just has to keep cycling through because if, if, if those kind of messages stop mm-hmm. and they get old, we're gonna. Then we we're gonna. We're, we're just gonna go back to the way whatever attitude. But if we can keep cycling through every once in a while of those reminders, uh-huh. of, let's take care of each other. And that's not necessarily saying that there should be something that happens that causes people to do that. It's, it's really sort of a mindset that you know that's basic decency. You know, you treat people with respect, and and that's what a lot of stuff that's that's taught in elementary school yeah. has been has been going for. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I go back to it's hard to think about what we can do individually at the national level. Yeah. Um, but here at Easter Green Elementary, what I'm working on is helping kids treat each other the way they want to be treated. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's about, yeah. that's the Teaching best. Teaching that, gold, that golden rule. Golden rule and, yeah. and just, um, yeah. Kind, so Kindness matters. Kindness matters. Let's be kind to each other. Forgive mm-hmm. each other. Let's move on. Yeah. That's awesome, and it's coming back to what you said, Mr. Alt, about about people drawing together more and more. I think that that's exceedingly important mm-hmm. that people draw together more and more, whether or not it's an uh, whether or not it's an issue of um, these things happening. Uh, that's debatable. What I would like to introduce now is the role of the increased connectivity globally, nationwide, and globally through the internet in the past. 20 years, you know, um, because now you have you have your group of students at at your school that you hang out with, you know, your your, your group of friends, and you know, ex- exceedingly that's become more you know spread out. You know, it's not cl- it's not so much clicks anymore, but groups of people that sort of move in the same circles. But also, there's that entire other community of the internet that's at home, um, you know, on your computer, on your phone. How do you think that has impacted this whole uh, safety in schools thing do you think that it's fueled any of um any of any of the attacks recently or do you think it's um 
maybe a an aggregate of that uh, I, I, I mean almost always almost every time you hear on the news that oh this person went into the school and uh, and, and did harm to folks or, or or was going to and was going and almost always on the phone and or their computer they've been researching Mm-hmm. And researching for quite some time, planning. I mean, from pictures to, to to Google searches to everything else. I think the access to the access to that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I even and and I was never remotely close to that. But but even if I was in high school, I I wouldn't have. I mean, what do you, what do, you do? Go to the library and look in the card catalog. I mean, it, it's this is at people's fingertips. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm I'm concerned about the the social social media social media sure. more. Um, it it can be great fun, and mm-hmm. I remember again just reading an article that, but the the research was showing that teenagers, young adults, are the loneliest they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Interesting. With the ideas that yes, we're connected, dit, 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 but it's not real face to face, and that. Do you be, think Do you think that that causes a disconnect? Uh, in families well in families maybe and we'll get back to that yeah, in a second yeah. but also emotionally i mean people can be as uninhibited un, uninhibited as they want on the internet with no with no repercussion you can yeah, say well yeah i find it very frustrating that when community members get on the uh, get on facebook and start trashing people without sure. really knowing what the facts are <laughs> and that's that's hurtful yeah. and it gets yeah. in the way of things and but i've seen it with kids doing it to each other not so much yet in the elementary. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little of it because most of them don't have Facebook accounts. They're not supposed to. They're not old enough. But there's a little. Yeah. But by middle school, I imagine the kids yeah. are. I mean, most. I listened to a detective um, out of out of Brown County back in about 2012, I would say, and, and Facebook was really kind of at its at its height. And uh, you know, Snapchat hadn't been introduced, and Twitter's just kicking off. You know, it was new at the time. And, and I asked them point blank on the state level what the age they thought a child should be to be able to handle social media. Sure. It was 17 years old. I would say over half of the middle school kids have social media accounts, well over half. And so it's very easy to get behind that computer, that phone, and just type away. And I've seen a lot of that in my short five years of administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old. They don't have social media. Um, I just, I, I don't think, and, and they're smart kids, and these are mine, but I don't think mentally they can handle that. And I also have seen the dark side of that from 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. I don't really want them exposed to that. I always tell parents, if you're going to let your 7th and 8th grader have social media, monitor it. And, and don't monitor it every other day. Monitor it daily. Mm-hmm. But that's a big job. So... Um, sure. So, I mean, social media is tough. I mean, when you can put when you can put something out there, and I'm talking Snapchat, and then have it disappear after the person looks at it. Sure. But what a lot of people don't know is, a policeman can take your phone and, and dump it, and find everything there once it's there. You know, and and so. It's it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I could go on and sure. on about that. Well, yeah, and and I mean, you'll you'll see, you know, there's two sides of that to anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in one way, you know, social media, the way social media, I think, was meant to be mm-hmm. created was, you know, to to connect people, friends, you know, mm-hmm. so that they could, you know, talk to their friends at, at all times. You know, and whatever I use they it. want. I to. use texting yeah, all yeah. the time. I'm, I'm yeah, not interested. Yeah, sure. I enjoy it. 
I, I enjoy Facebook tremendously. I use Facebook personally and, and responsibly, and I use Twitter solely for education purposes. But I think, and this is my opinion, mm -hmm. I think it should be illegal for kids below 15 or 16 years old to have it. I think it should be nationally illegal, and that's an opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and is that because, you know, because of people being able to handle it and, and, and correct feelings I, and stuff I've like seen, that? I've seen a nasty, mean side um, in my short time in administration. And, um, and again, when, when you have a kid that can just type away out of frustration, that's, that's not good. Yeah. And, I mean, when bullying was redefined the summer of 2013 by the DOE here in Indiana, they added, you know, electronic bullying. So, sure. um, so it's it's an issue. Mm -hmm. It's and, and it, it frustrates it me just talking platform. about it. Yeah, it gives you it's <laughs> yeah. a platform for people to use. And and there's a lot language, of language, you know, yeah. without having to be face to face. It's it's. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's it's hard to moderate that. You know, you can. You have to be 13 to use Facebook. Anybody can change that, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, exactly. And social media, sure, it, it can be a, it can be an issue. It can be a, a, a tool of bullying. It can be a way for people to disconnect from their, you know, their their own lives. If you look at the internet uh, on the whole as an information source, do you think that it has had a better role in schools um, as far as providing this conduit for students to learn and do oh, all, yeah. all sorts of stuff? Or do you it. think it's had more of that negative effect of um, being a source of bullying, being a source of bad information? For instance, um, the Columbine students um, did extensive research into how, how they were going to go about what mm -hmm. they did Correct. Um, online. Um, do you think it's more of a positive force or a negative force? Wow. The internet on the whole. Well, That's a big question. Yeah, it's and it's a huge, sword. And, and it's and it's hard to yeah. tie it into, you know. Um, but no, I, I I don't know what we would do without it now. I the, don't the, the access to information and great information. Mm -hmm. um, uh, to be able to type in anything and and, and get an answer immediately. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's positive, and and having it accessible to students, I think, is also wonderfully positive. Mm -hmm. I also want them to. I want our kids to know how to research things in actual hard copy text too uh -huh. um but well, but I, but i love having internet accessible to our kids uh -huh. and do you see maybe some maybe some sort of you know instructional way in the future in in schools you know how to teach kids to you know access the internet in a safe way we have that going oh you do yeah that yeah. oh, the, you'll see it on our school website Sturgis. elizabeth sturgis does training with kindergarten, second, and fourth grade. We have that award. We have that certification. How to? And it's about safety. Teach kids to safely navigate the internet. How to na how to safely also, navigate? How to safely communicate with each other? How to be how to be respectful? Interesting. And all those. So that's, a lot of that is is internet safety. That's good. And how, as as we yeah. come more and more into the internet, digital digital citizenship. So, uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. There uh -huh. you go. Well, I couldn't think of it either. Digital citizenship. Uh, well, awesome. This has been a very interesting um, interview with you guys. I, I really appreciate you guys coming in. Is there anything else that you guys would like to address um, as far as safety in schools? Where where you think it's going in the future? Whether you're hopeful or... Yeah, yeah it's, it's never good to lose hope. So I'm one to, 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 to always you know, hope for the best. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, but I... But I agree with what you said earlier and and I, I like what the high schools are doing nationally um, increasing awareness 
and, and banding together and bonding together. And, and, and I want to say this, and, and I think I speak for Sharon because we talked about it. I, I actually went over to her place. When this last shooting happened, it, it, it took me mentally. I mean, I was excited to get back to school, you know, I, uh, but, but I don't think people realize how Sharon maybe put this into better words than me. I'll end up getting emotional. Um, I don't think people realize how that happened in Florida. We're in Indiana and I'm reviewing my plan. I'm the first one in the building you know, the next day after this happened. I'm reviewing my plan and I'm looking at the news like Sharon described earlier and I can just see where everybody was. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting myself through scenarios and I was very emotional for about three days after that. I don't think people realize how much we wear that mm -hmm. um, and, and how serious we take it. Um, we, I mean, our, our A number one thing is to keep kids safe. Sure. It's to keep kids safe and then teach. Mm -hmm. And so we take you it. You can kind of, yeah, yeah, we get a little like the, the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, we get the hierarchy. Yeah. Safety, and then yeah. you need education, yes. and then yeah. you need standardized and, 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 yeah. I, and I think a lot of people out there really don't look at it like that. I don't know, Sharon. And what I think you're saying, and which is which is really important, is that there's something that that can be said for people looking at maybe what happened in, in Parkland or Sandy Hook or Columbine or any any of the many that have happened in the past uh, two decades, and and think it'll never happen here. But that's not something that the administrators at Eastern Green do or anywhere, really. They're really, you have to think, if this happens here, how can I better deal with this? Right. Exactly. And how can I keep my students safe? Yes. And what can we do to prevent it from getting to the point that it might happen? So, yes. So there's all the proactive and planning for the worst. Everybody's in it together. Yeah. And, and We're I, in it together. And I know Mr. Lewis is the same way here at the high school. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 All right. Mrs. Abs, Mr. Alt, thank you very much for coming in and being on the Thundercast. Thank um, you for inviting us. If you have us. Any, any other uh, closing remarks, you can do a shout-out to anybody you want, or you can just close it out. Go Hoosiers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for inviting us, Tucker. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. We would like to thank Bloombank for their help in making this podcast possible. Also, please tune in for our next episode coming soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes and Google Play. All content of this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved. Thank you very much for listening.